Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Big Mike here with uh, another installment of Unbiased Football Talk. Uh, it's going to be a solo show for you guys today, um, and let's let's unpack uh, some of the Week Ten stuff uh, that went down. Uh, we'll we'll uncover each game, and I'll give you my thoughts on that, as well as a couple of key injuries for the Rams and the Eagles. Um, it, it could possibly be one of those uh, season-altering. Uh, injuries for, for for both teams and some good news for the Washington Commanders getting their star defensive end back. Uh, that's going to be some good news. And yeah, let, let's let's jump into it. So first things first, let's jump into the first injury that I spoke of. It was the Rams star wide receiver Cooper Cup. He's scheduled to undergo ankle surgery on Wednesday, and the team is placing him on IR. And uh, he's going to be out for at least four weeks. And this is big trouble for the Rams. Now, the Rams uh, just seem to still be on that hangover from the Super Bowl. Uh, they're, I believe, they're in last place right now in their division, and they're playing. They're not playing inspiring football. Um, and on top of that, they're losing their pretty much their only weapon in town with with the uh, uh, Cooper Cup. And um, you know, it's it it, it seems to be that. You know they're they're gonna probably hang it up at this point, and if Cooper Cup is gonna be out for four weeks, if they go on four, even one and three, um, I would say that you probably won't see Cooper Cup for the rest of the season. You you, you don't want to risk your star guy, your All Pro guy, to be out there in games that really don't count. So you know it, it's it's unfortunate for the Rams. Um, you know I would say that you guys. Just hang it up, uh, you know, reassess for, for next year and uh, try to make a comeback for that. So, unfortunate for Rams, like I said, but, um, you know, it's, it's somebody's going to have to step up for the Rams. It, you know, where's Allen Robinson? Where's the running game? Uh, you know, has been is remain, is, it has remained to be seen with the Rams and, and as, far as, as far as that uh, offense goes. Now, the defense... Uh, they don't look as good as they did last year, but, uh, you know, they still got, you know, the, that winning pedigree. So you can never count them out of games. So um, we'll see what happens with the Rams. Um, you know, they're, I believe they're three and six right now and uh, they're struggling. So, you know, I believe that they'll they'll win a lot more games than where their record is right now. But losing Cooper Cup is a big blow. So let's move on to the next one. We got... Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles tight end, uh, Goddard. He's going to be out for uh amount of time. They still haven't put him on IR yet, but he's going to be out with a shoulder injury. Now, the shoulder injury took place on the Monday night football game against the Commanders where it was a controversial non-call where he was uh, basically tackled by two defenders, one of which was uh, face-masked him and it wasn't called, and the other one, uh, pretty much landed all his weight onto his, uh, and tackled him and landed on his shoulder, causing the injury. So um, not only was the call not called for face masks, they also lose their star tight end. This is going to be a big blow for the Eagles. Um, you know, they, they, they do have some star power at wide receiver. You know, you got uh, Devontae Smith, who's who's playing, you know, very well. And then you got A.J. Um, AJ Brown. I always say A.J. Green. AJ Brown, <laughs> um, he's gonna be, he's gonna, you know, 
I would say that he's going to get more targets already. I mean, he's he's been having an all-pro season. But now that they don't have that tight end as a safety blanket, um, I, I would say that he's going to probably get more more volume. His volume is going to be a lot more higher. And then the running game, you got to also rely a little bit more heavily on that running game, which, you know, it shouldn't be a problem. It's a big blow for this offense, but expect the Eagles to uh, keep the keep the wheels turning and uh, keep things going. And, you know, they did lose their first game on uh, yesterday, but they should be okay. They should be, uh, they should be fine. Um, we'll see down the line when they rematch against the Cowboys kind of where they stand. So uh, no need to panic for the Eagles. Um, you know, we wish uh, Dallas Goddard a quick recovery. And, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for that one. So let's move on to the next one. We got Chase Young. Um, you know, the former number two pick in the 2020 draft and former defensive rookie of the year. He is expected to be activated for this week with the commanders. So that's going to bolster that defense, which was already pretty good. That, that defensive line was has been playing very well. And you add a, a star like Chase Young. Watch out for the commanders. They're five and five. They're last place in their division. But. You know, this is a division that is stacked this year. You got the Giants that are seven and two. You got the Cowboys who are who are right there as well. And then you got you got the, the Eagles who lost their first game. So, you know, this is a division that could possibly send all four teams to the playoffs, especially if the commanders get going and that defense gets rolling. Um, Taylor Heineke uh, continues to you know be a game manager and not make mistakes and then that duo at running back with Brian Robinson and uh, Gibson that that's that's gonna be a a, um, a a tough a tough game a tough team to play down in in December and and uh, you know late into the season so watch out for the commanders they're in last place right now five and five but this team is gonna is has just got more dangerous with Chase Young so there, there you go with that. Those are my uh, updates for uh, notable updates for injuries and comebacks. So let's jump into this week 10 uh, recap. So let's, let's, let's talk about the Monday night football game. Uh, yesterday we'll, we'll do a quick recap of that. So we got the Philadelphia Eagles at home against the Washington Commanders. Washington comes in uh, as an 11-point underdog and comes in and takes care of business and actually wins by 11 32 to 21. Uh, this is a big upset. This is probably one of the biggest upsets of the year so far. The Eagles, um, you know, they, they're, their undefeated hopes have been taken away. I don't care. I don't think that they are actually going for an undefeated season. It's just not going to happen in this modern day NFL. Everybody can beat everybody. Anybody can beat anybody. So, you know, this is not a big deal to them, but this is a bigger deal to the Washington Commanders, who are still alive in the playoffs at 5-5. Five and five. So we got Taylor Heineke. 17 for 29, 211 yards and one interception. Pretty pedestrian, but he's a game manager. We're not expecting him to put big uh, big numbers up. He just make sure that you're not making too many mistakes. Uh, he had one interception, but uh, they overcame that. Brian Robinson, you know, he, he you know if he started the season earlier, he might be up for rookie of the year at some point. Um, but <laughs> you can argue that he's comeback player of the year, you know, considering the circumstances. 26 carries, 86 yards, and one touchdown. So he had a he had a, a, a workman's kind of game. He put his blue uh, he put his blue collar on. He put his hard hat on and and made things happen. He, he definitely had one of those hard hitting games and got a lot of work in. Terry McLaurin, 
uh, one of the most un- underrated wide receivers in the league. He's borderline, all, uh, like a star. He uh, He's a star, but he's not a superstar. He's borderline. And he's about a quarterback away from becoming that. Eight catches, 128 yards. I mean, you know, it, sp- it speaks for itself. And he quietly does this every week. Um, on the other side, you got Jalen Hurts, 17 for 26, 175 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Um, you know, not the not the ideal numbers and not the numbers that you've seen in previous weeks with Jalen Hurts. So he kind of he kind of had a sloppy game. He didn't play very well. Uh, Miles Sanders, 12 carries for 54 yards. So, you know, not not great numbers, but you know it's uh, you know it's you know they they had a sloppy game and. And the, the commanders, you got to give them credit. Um, Watkins, uh, four uh, four receptions for 80 yards. So that's you know that's you know that's pretty good. But uh, the the commanders, like I said, had too much for them. So you know, congrats to the commanders, five and five. They're back in the playoff race. Watch out for them. They're they're uh, they're trending up. So let's go back to way back to Thursday. It just seems like you know Thursday was like uh, an eternity ago, right? We'll, we'll talk about all the games. So we'll go back to Thursday night football. The Carolina Panthers uh, at home in rainy conditions against the Atlanta Falcons take care of business and win 25 to 15. So, um, you know, I don't know if this is necessarily a, 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 a win that um, the Panthers will win at this point as far as as far as draft uh, draft placement, but you know. You know these are these are guys that uh, compete on a weekly basis and they have a lot of pride, so they're gonna they're going out there to win games, especially at home. So um, Marcus Mariota, 19 for 30, 186 yards and two touchdowns, um, and, a, and an interception. He also had three carries for 43 yards. He was the leading rusher. Um, so you know that offense is pretty anemic, to be honest with you. You don't really have uh, if, if Cordero Patterson doesn't get going, that that team is struggling offensively. And Marcus Mariota had a pedestrian game. So, you know, he's not wowing anybody as far as offense goes. They're a threat with running the game, but passing, they're, they're not. And um, I would argue that, you know, if this continues, that you got to start looking at Desmond Ritter as, um, you know, start giving him looks and start evaluating what's going to go on with him. And I know the Falcons are 4-6, and six, but let's let's be honest, the Bucks are going to run away uh with that division and the Falcons are going to be uh, one of those teams that, um, that are going to, they're, they're still in a kind of a rebuild and um, you got to start evaluating your youngsters. You got to start evaluating your youngsters and it starts with your quarterback. You got to see what he, what he has um, and, and what kind of game he's going to bring to the table as far as um, gameplay and, and you know, how he looks in a game, an actual game. Um, you got PJ Walker, another pedestrian game from him. He's another one of those guys that uh, he's he's pretty much a stopgap guy, so you're not really expecting much from him. He had 10 for 16 and 108 yards. Um, really pedestrian game, not a great game for a quarterback. Uh, but another another blue collar, put your hard hat on type game for a running back, uh, Deontay Foreman. 31 carries, 130 yards, and one touchdown. Like, he was pretty much their offense. Uh, he grounded and pounded on this defense all night in rainy conditions, and they and he took care of business. He pretty much carried this team the, the entire game, and, yeah, there you go. That's, that's pretty much what you got from him. So, 
congratulations to the Carolina Panthers, three and seven. Um, they're they're still uh, you know looking up in the division. Um, Pretty much everybody in that division uh, pretty much has no chance at this point, especially with the Bucks trending up. So let's move on to the next one. So we got in Germany, speaking of the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Germany, led by Tom Brady, plays the, the surprising uh, Seattle Seahawks, and the Bucks take care of business 21-16. to Now, you know, you... You got Geno Smith, 23 of 33, 275 yards and two touchdowns. Not a bad game, but you know what? I'm going to say this. They had the ball to go down the field and try to win this game, and if Geno Smith would have taken care of business, this would be the game that you'd be talking about. Geno Smith is going to be your MVP. So I would say that he misses opportunity to be in that talks for MVP. Um, he's just a good story now. Now, if you would have won that game, marched down the field and got another touchdown, you're talking about, you know, a 300-yard game and three touchdowns against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, um, Geno Smith, you know, not, not going to take away anything from Geno Smith. He's having a great season, but, you know, he was a drive away from being a legit MVP candidate, and you can't put him in that conversation now just because he didn't take care of business on that final drive. And it's only fair to say that. He also had four carries and 22 yards. Uh, DK Metcalf, uh, leading receiver, six catches, 71 yards, pretty solid. And Tom Brady showing that he's uh, he's cranking things up again. Uh, the 45-year-old was 22 of 29, which is great percentage, 258 yards, two touchdowns, and an uncharacteristic one interception late in the game to give life to the Seahawks. And... Um, but he still had a good game. He still had a solid game. You're going to expect this from Tom Brady on a weekly basis. Pretty consistent. Uh, looks like they went to the to the run game a lot more, which I think they should do. Um, you have, uh, sorry, uh, you got uh, Rashad White leading leading the pack uh, with, with the carries. He had 22 carries, 105 yards. So they went to the run game. And then uh, Godwin, six carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, the, the, the Bucks look like they're trending up. Uh, I was not really uh, too concerned about the Bucks and uh, um, and where they were going a couple of games ago. I know they were 3-5, and five, but now they won two in a row. And I would expect them to pretty much, I mean, I'm not going to say win out, but they're going to win. They're probably going to lose one or two more times before they uh, get to the playoffs. And that's going to be a tough out. You don't want to see Tom Brady in the playoffs. If I were any team, I would, if you could, I would... <laughs> Try to avoid the Bucks and Tom Brady at all costs. So, congrats to the Bucks, Seattle Seahawks, six and four. Uh, they're still in the mix, um, and it seems like they're not going anywhere. So, the next game, let's talk about which was a wild one in Buffalo. Uh, probably one of the the, the 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 games of the year. Probably by far the game of the year. You got the Minnesota Vikings going to Buffalo and pulling out a win, thirty-three to thirty in overtime. So, you know, big numbers here. Uh, you got Kirk Cousins, 30 for 50, 357 yards and a touchdown with two interceptions. Kirk Cousins is playing like a monster. I'm not going to, you know, those two interceptions, okay, whatever. But he's he, he's on a weekly basis throwing. He's flirting with 300 every game. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 14 carries, 119 yards and a touchdown. Pretty solid game. And uh, not many carries, but when he did get the carries, he made it. He made it happen. Uh, Justin Jefferson, wow, wow, probably the best catch I've ever seen. 
Now, if you haven't seen this catch, I would YouTube it. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins throws a miracle uh, ball up on fourth and 18 to, to uh, Justin Jefferson, and he goes up over a defender with one hand, snags the ball, and muscles out muscles him with one hand and, and, and keeps the drive alive, keeps the Vikings in the game. Probably the best catch, I'm going to say it, probably the best catch in NFL history. That was probably the best catch in NFL history. That is better than the OBJ catch. That is better than Lynn Swan in the Super Bowl. I'm talking about catches here. I'm not talking about the the, the, the game itself and, and what was on the line. I'm talking about the catch itself. This was probably the best catch in NFL history. I don't care what anybody says. Name one that is better. Name one that showed as much athleticism as Justin Jefferson did in this game, in this play. I can't find one. I can't find one. Now, for the Bills, 29 for 43, Josh Allen. 330 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, solid game, but the interceptions uh, uh, was costly, especially the last one in overtime where he throws it uh, you know, to end the game in the, in the end zone. Uh, Josh Allen also tops it with six carries at 84 yards, so he's still on that trajectory for um, MVP, even though uh, Patrick Mahomes had a monster game. So I would say that he probably surpassed them a little bit, but Josh Allen at the worst is second in the in the running for uh, league MVP. Uh, Stephon Diggs, 12 catches, 128 yards. He's up there for Offensive Player of the Year candidates. So, you know, this game had a lot of points, a lot of highlights. Um, I would suggest if you want to watch a game full of action, if you want to go rewatch a game, go ahead and check this one out. This is one that I regret, regret that I missed, but I'll tell you this. I would go back and watch this game just for the fun of it. This was a fun game, and congrats to the Vikings who are looking like the NFL's class, the class of the NFL, and definitely the class of the NFC. I think they're the best team in the NFC. I got them going to the Super Bowl. Don't at me like like uh, like the uh, uh, Dan Dockage says. You know what I mean? Like, don't at me. Don't come at me. Hey, I got something for you if you do. Vikings, going to the Super Bowl. I don't care what anybody says. Let's move on. So, um, next one is the Chicago Bears. Uh, at home against the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions come back from a 14-point deficit and beat the Bears 31-30. to um, You know, uh, Justin Fields having another big game. Uh, 12 of 20, not great. 167 yards and two touchdowns, not great passing, but he tops it with 13 carries, 147 yards and two touchdowns. So yeah, Justin Fields is uh, a monster as far as uh, fantasy football goes. This is just one of those. He's one of those guys. If you have him as quarterback one, you're gonna win some games. He, if he's gonna keep doing this, this is the second game in a row where he's had you know similar game, uh, a similar game, and you know he's he's on fire right now as far as being a uh, an offensive, uh, not just a quarterback, but just just uh, uh, an offensive specialist, an offensive juggernaut. He does it all. He throws the ball. He passes the ball. He's pretty much carrying the, the Bears to respectability at this point. And Jared Goff, 19 for 26, 236 yards and a touchdown. Pretty standard for Jared Goff. Um, and uh, Ahmad, uh, I'm sorry, St. Brown, I uh, get his name uh, wrong. I'm on Ross Tate Brown. Sorry. He goes for 10 catches, 119 yards. So pretty solid outing for him. And um, Jamal Williams, 
16 carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. So, um, pretty solid numbers for the for the Lions. Way to uh, what a way to show some grit and come back in that game, scoring 21 in the fourth, and they improved to three and six. And the Bears dropped to last place in the division at three and seven. But these Bears are fun to watch, and that's pretty much all you expect uh, from them. Um, especially, you know, on a especially on a uh, on the on the at the beginning of a, a rebuild situation where they have over a hundred million dollars of cap space for for next season. So, you know, but in the meantime, they are fun to watch. Now the Lions, they're showing grit. Um, they've been in every game that they've played in, and they're three and six, and it seems like they're winning these close games. So, uh, watch out for the Lions. They might play spoiler down the line. Um, I'm really going to suspect that they're going to play spoiler on a team that, that's trying to get in the playoffs at the end of the season. Uh, so you got the next one. We got uh, the Tennessee Titans at home against the Denver Broncos in a snooze fest. Uh, the Titans win 17-10. to Russell Wilson has a pretty solid game. He's 21 for 42, not great with percentage. Uh, 286 yards, one touchdown, and an interception. Latavius Murray, nine carries, 24 yards. Um, not really much offense going on as far as uh, um, volume for any of these uh, receivers or running backs on the Broncos. Uh, Ryan Tannehill makes his comeback, goes 19 for 36 for 255 and a touchdown, which is pretty solid. Uh, Derrick Henry, a pretty pedestrian game, 19 carries, 53 yards. Um, and um, Westbrook, Nick Westbrook, Ekine, uh, Ekine, sorry butchered his name but he had uh five carries for 119 yards and two touchdowns so um he was pretty much the Tannehill to Westbrook um connection was pretty much the offense and then a field goal at the end in the fourth quarter for the Titans to kind of get them up a touchdown not really much to talk about here the the Broncos dropped to three and six the Tennessee Titans are in first place in the division it's at six and three and that's going to be a tough out especially in January January especially if you get uh, Derrick Henry going. So uh, let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs taking care of business at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 27 to 17. Patrick Mahomes uh, has himself a game, and I think he at this point he probably boosted himself into the uh, favorite for MVP. Uh, I don't know the odds, but um, just going off an eyeball test, I'm going to say that 26 to 35, 331 yards and four touchdowns is enough to put you at the top of the list for MVP. Isaiah Pacheco, rookie, 16 carries, 82 yards, pretty solid game. Travis Kelsey does it again. Six six catches, 81 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, and on the other side, you got Trevor Lawrence, 29 of 40, 259 with two touchdowns, pretty solid game. Uh, you got Travis Etienne with 11 carries and 45 yards. Uh, you know, uh, pretty pedestrian game. Uh, but you got Christian Kirk who went off. Nine carries, 105 yards with two touchdowns. Christian Kirk is earning that money that he's been getting paid, and he's emerging as a, a true number one receiver. Um, the Jaguars dropped to three and seven. They're still a tough team. Uh, um, I like their future. I like what they're going to bring for years to come if they can keep that nucleus. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're seven and two, uh, best team in the best record in the uh, AFC, number one seed, and. Know who's going to want to see them in, in Arrowhead in January. I can't think of anybody who's going to want to do that. And, yeah, 7-2 first in the division and 4-1 and at home. So, let's scroll down more. Uh, we got the uh, Miami Dolphins 
at home against the Cleveland Browns, taking care of business 39-17. to um, You know, this is another guy that we should be considering for MVP. Um, he's a dark horse for MVP. Tua, 25 of 32, 285 yards and three touchdowns. And uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., 17 carries, 119 yards and a touchdown. Um, and he, he, you know, this, that, that was a pretty good, they just picked him up in a trade. So, um, he comes right in and, and, and makes it happen right away. Jalen Waddle, leading receiver, four carries, I mean, four catches, 66 yards. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, another pedestrian game, um, pretty much, uh, being a, a good stop gap quarterback until Deshaun Watson comes back, whether or not he comes back, that's a different story. Uh, 22 of 35, 212 yards and one touchdown. He also got uh, Nick Chubb, 11 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. So he's good for a touchdown every game. This is, uh, you know, not the greatest game he's had, but, you know, it, he, he contributes on offense and it gives you at least a touchdown. Donovan Peoples-Jones, five ca- uh, five catches, 99 yards. So um, the Browns, uh, th- their offense uh, was okay, but just, just too much firepower on the Dolphins' side. And... Uh, yeah, the Dolphins take care of business. They're seven and three, and first in their division. They'd be a number two seed if the playoffs ended. Uh, playoffs started today, so watch out for those Dolphins, guys. That's what we. I've been saying that since the beginning of the season, and they're showing it. They're showing that they're you know not even overachieving. I think they're playing to expectation, to my you know in my eyes. So, um, you know they 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 can beat anybody any given Sunday. They took care of the Bills already. We haven't seen them against the Chiefs yet, but. That'd be a fun game to see uh, down the line. So, um, like I said, watch out for the Dolphins. So, you got the New York Giants uh, at home versus the Houston Texans, and they take care of business 24 to 16. Um, the Giants at 7 and 2. Uh, looks like they might make the playoffs this year. Um, uh, Danny Dimes, 13 for 17, 197 yards, and uh, two touchdowns. Um, they're not really expecting him to put up big numbers, but you got Saquon Barkley who had uh, he put his heart hat on, and he went he went crazy. Thirty five carries. I can't remember the last time I've seen a running back go for that many carries. Thirty five carries. Wow, that's like old school NFL football. I love it. One hundred fifty two yards and one touchdown. Darius Slayton, leading receiver, three carries, ninety five yards and a touchdown. Davis Mills, Mister Longneck. 22-37, 319 yards and a touchdown. Playing very well for the, 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 the Texans. Unfortunately, just don't have enough firepower over there. Uh, they got a young team. Um, Pierce, uh, up there for rookie of the year, uh, offensive rookie of the year candidate. 17 carries, 94 yards. And, yeah, it's just not enough firepower with the Texans, but they, you know, they got a nice young team. If they can build around what they already have, they're going to be all right for years to come. But the Giants, 7-2, and two, it's it's – it's one of the biggest surprises in the NFL this year. And, it, it, you know, I really hope that Saquon Barkley stays healthy. And I would like to see the Giants in the playoffs as a five seed going against, you know, uh, probably a number four seed uh, like the Bucks or something. And, uh, you know, giving the Bucks hell and um, especially with uh, if they have to go on the road. So uh, that's my prediction on that one. But, you know, that's that remains to be seen. But, yeah, congratulations to the New York Giants. Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at home against the New Orleans Saints take care of business, twenty to ten. Um, 
Not really much to talk here as far as offense goes, uh, except for uh, Najee Harris going 20 carries and 99 yards. Um, Kenny Pickett, 18 for 30, 199 yards. Uh, uh, pretty much a pedestrian game, nothing nothing spectacular. Um, now, you know, as far as the Saints go, I've been hearing that uh, there have been calls to get Dennis Allen out of the seat as head coach in New Orleans. And I would say that that's been a long time coming. I don't think he's a head coach. He's head coach material in this league. He's he's a pretty good defensive coordinator, but he's not a head coach. And it's starting to be shown. The Saints at three and seven. Um, their defense, they have a solid defense, but they just don't have enough uh, firepower on offense. They don't have a quarterback, um, and it's showing right now. So, uh, congratulations to the Steelers at three and six. Um, getting out of the AFC uh, uh, basement, uh, still at the bottom, but they're not the, the bottom. So, yeah, congratulations to the Steelers. So, the next one we got is the Las Vegas Raiders at home against the Indianapolis Colts and lay another egg, losing to Jeff Saturday and the Indianapolis Colts 25-20. to um, This was a game that... Um, was highlighted by the uh, debut of Jeff Saturday as head coach. Um, he's never head coach at the NFL level. He's been a head coach at the high school level and came in, jumped in, and got the Indianapolis Colts a win. Matt Ryan rises from the dead and goes 21 for 28 for 222 yards and one touchdown. Jonathan Taylor comes back. And has pretty much his best game of the season. 22 carries, 147 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Paris Campbell, 7 catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. Uh, leads the way in receiving. Now on the other side, you got Derek Carr. Another Derek Carr-ish type of game. Uh, 24 of 38, 248 yards and 2 touchdowns. Um, Josh Jacobs, 21 carries, 78 yards and a touchdown. And Devontae Adams, being Devontae Adams, what he does every week, going over 100 yards and get about 9 to 10 catches. He goes 9 catches for 126 yards and a touchdown. Um, seems to be some turmoil in Las Vegas as far as that team goes. Um, uh, the owner, Mark Davis, is fully endorsing Josh, uh, Josh McDaniels to be the head coach there. Um, so... You know, uh, as far as the Raiders go, it looks like it's going to be like a rebuild almost seems like type of situation. Derek Carr might be gone. It looks like he's going to be gone at the end of the season. Um, They're going to be there was reports that uh, they're going to be letting Derek Carr walk and get C.J. Stroud in the draft. So it definitely looks like a, a tank job for the Raiders at this point. Uh, they're two and seven. One, um, they would have the number two overall pick in uh, the 23 NFL draft. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is a big disappointment considering that they picked up, you know, Devontae Adams and a lot of a lot of these um, weapons on offense. They re-signed to big contracts, offer them to go 2-7. and seven. So, it's unfortunate, but it uh, looks like it's a rebuild mode for the Las Vegas Raiders. The Indianapolis Colts stay in the mix for the playoffs at 4-5-1. and five and one. They're right there. Um, watch out for the Colts, especially if they're uh, playing for uh, Jeff Saturday. Seems to be like a player's uh, player coach. Uh, they they seem to like him a lot. So watch out, watch out for the the Colts. They they might sneak up on you and catch that seven seed and get in the playoffs. So 
The next one, we got the Green Bay Packers taking care of business in an upset at home against the Dallas Cowboys, 31-28 in overtime. Um, this was a game that I pretty much figured that the, the Packers will start figuring things out. Um, I, I think uh, when, when you have a, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, um, it, it, you're in every game. I really don't care, you know, if what the record is. You can you can count on Aaron Rodgers to bring it. Uh, he went 14 of 20, 224 yards and three touchdowns, which I like because I said last week that they're relying too heavily on 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 throwing the throwing the ball and high volume throwing the ball when their team isn't equipped for that. They have a good solid running game and they should use it. And it showed with Aaron Jones going. 24 carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown. Pretty solid game for Aaron Jones. And Christian Watson, the rookie, finally gets on the board. Four uh, four receptions, 107 yards, and three touchdowns. He went off. So, you know, fantasy-wise, uh, if you had a hunch and, and put him on, on your starting team, good for you. Um, I wouldn't expect that on a weekly basis, but, you know, um, it seems like the, the the Green Bay Packers with this youth movement that, they, that they've been carrying at wide receiver all season. Looks like they're starting to finally figure things out. So watch out for the Packers, four and six. The Dallas Cowboys dropped to six and three, third place in their division. They'll still be in the playoffs. I wouldn't worry too much. Um, yeah, but it's just pretty interesting in that stacked division. They're in third place, six and three in most cases would be uh, put you in first place, but not this year, not in that division. So you got the next one. You got the Los Angeles Rams at home um, losing to the Arizona Cardinals 27-17. Uh, both court starting quarterbacks were out. Um, Stafford was out. Uh, he was on concussion protocol, so he was out for this game. And uh, Kyler Murray was out with the hamstring. So you had a battle of uh, backup quarterbacks. Colt McCoy, uh, he's a veteran in this league. Uh, he had a pretty solid game, pedestrian uh, game managing type of game 26 of 37 238 yards and a touchdown um connor running back for the for the cardinals goes 21 carries and 69 yards but two big touchdowns um uh hopkins 10 uh, 10 catches 98 yards so he had a pretty solid game now on the on the other side you got uh uh wolford the backup quarterback for Rams, 24-36, 212 yards and a touchdown. One interception. Um, Cam Akers, six carries, 22 yards. And uh, leading receiver was uh, Tyler Higby at uh, eight catches, 73 yards. Um, it looks like it's going to be the Higby show. Uh, a little bit of advice fantasy-wise. Uh, start Higby. He's probably going to get a lot more carries, a lot more catches. Um, look to him to get probably similar uh, volume uh, that he got in this game, eight to ten catches a game. In about 70 yards, so um, he, I could see him easily jumping into that like top tight end um, slot or one of the top five or even top ten um, tight ends in, in fantasy football. So if, if you could pick him up off waivers, or probably not, or it just depends. If if you can somehow get him, um, go ahead and get him. Um, if you have him, start him because he's going to get a lot of catches. Um, the Cardinals uh, improved to four and six, and the Rams are in dead last after winning the Super Bowl. They're three and six, so what? What a big fall for the Rams, um, especially with Cup going down. It looks like that they might be um, hanging it up for the season. And then the final game to talk about the Sunday night tilt: the San Francisco 49ers going against the 
Los Angeles Chargers, they win the game at home, winning the game 22-16. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 19 for 28, 240 yards, doing what Jimmy G does, win games. And that's really all that matters. He's not going to impress you with big numbers, but he, he puts you in a situation where you're going to win a game, especially with the pieces around him. Uh, you got Elijah Mitchell, 18 carries, 89 yards. Uh, Brandon Ayuk leads the way with six catches and 84 yards. You know, on the other side, you got Justin Herbert, 21 of 35, 196 yards and a touchdown and an interception. Not his greatest game, uh, but he's without a lot of his receivers. So we'll give him a pass on that one. Uh, um, Austin Eckler, six carries for 24 yards. The Chargers are having trouble this season trying to get the running game going. So uh, that's that's a big issue. They, they, they're without their starting left tackle for the season. So that could be attributed to why they're struggling on uh, in the running game. And then uh, you got Carter, the wide receiver for the Chargers. He leads the way with four uh, carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the Chargers dropped to five and four. The 49ers improved to five and four, and are right at the heels of the Seattle Seahawks uh, for that division. Um, as far as the 49ers go, I got them still winning division. Uh, the, the Seahawks are a good story, but I think in December you're going to see them kind of run out of gas. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to miss the playoffs, but um, I could see the 49ers taking over that division and um, and 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 pretty much just stealing the division. I don't know when they play each other, but um, I would have the 49ers taking that division at this point. They're only a game behind, and I know that they got to play them again at some point. So uh, as far as the Chargers go, they're still a dangerous team. Once they get healthy, you're not going to want to see the Chargers. Uh, they're at five and four. Uh, they're two games back of the uh, the division. Uh, but they're still in the mix for the uh, the wild card. So watch out for the Chargers. So, guys, that wraps up this show for Unbiased Football Talk. Hey, you guys want to talk some ball? You guys want to uh, talk to me about what happened in Week 10? Anything? Hit me up. I'm, I'm here to talk some ball. Uh, I am Big Mike with the solo act. Thank you for tuning in. And take it easy, guys.